Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. Welcome back, everyone. Before we uh, kick off the podcast here, I want to talk to you a little bit about something that I get a lot of questions on, and that's uh, recovery. So one of the most important aspects of making progress in the gym is actually rest and recovery. Uh, it's ironic because most of us never really think about sleep quality until we aren't getting enough or until we're not sleeping like we used to. Clova set out to improve sleep quality a few years ago by creating the Sleep Z Patch. It's now the number one selling sleeping patch online on Amazon and Walgreens and has over a thousand five-star reviews. So what you do to use this thing is all you do is you place one little patch on your arm for about two hours before bedtime and the time-release blend of naturally occurring ingredients goes to work promoting restful sleep. Clova is ideal for people who have trouble falling asleep and for people who have trouble staying asleep. With a 30-day money-back guarantee, you can try it absolutely hassle-free. Save 20% on your first order today using claim code WADPOD20. That's all capital letters, WADPOD20. Go to Clova.com to take advantage of it. Now on to the show. Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator of the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back, everyone. I'm back again tonight with my girl, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm excellent. We got uh, a fun dude on tonight. Travis Williams, fresh off Wadapalooza. Travis, how are you? I'm great. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks. You, you survived? You feeling all right? Who survived? That's an interesting word there. Yeah, you feeling okay? Also, <laughs> not, <laughs> not all the best. <laughs> are you still in recovery mode, kind of? Yeah, I've, I've been better. <laughs> I'm not making this up. I, we're on the first day of Waterpalooza. We got to the, the leaderboard came out and I had missed uh, some of the competitions. I had no idea who was leading and you were leading. And somebody's like, Travis Williams is leading. I'm like, holy shit. They're like, what? I'm like, he's a, he's a team guy. Like, what's he doing out in front? And they're like, man, he killed it today. I'm like, yeah, well, he's a beast of an athlete, but man, this is a big, you know, physical difference between being on a team and going individual. I'm like, this is going to be fun. And then you just brought it all weekend, man whole weekend oh totally i mean it was a really good time that's i liked a lot of the events so i mean that that helped me out a lot too but you know just kind of went in good mindset and just attacked everything or tried to not sure how uh good that strategy was and all by the end of the last day but definitely tried to take as many points as we could early seemed successful to me i mean yeah i was gonna say what sort of compelled you to go individual for the first time in a little bit? Um, so, I mean, like, come, I definitely wanted to do an individual competition this year just to kind of see where I was and against a pretty decent field. I really wanted to go do Waterpalooza on a team, um, but they wouldn't give us an invitation. And then uh, the girls decided they were going to use Luke and Street when we were in Dubai because they wanted to do Waterpalooza too. And then uh, about two weeks later, they sent us a, after we won Dubai, they were like, Hey, you guys want to come compete on a team? And so I was like, well, I want to compete. Will y'all let me come compete? Okay. And they were like, yeah, sure. Come individual. And I was like, Oh, so that was the, uh, that's the whole story there. Crazy. What was it like, you know, hitting the floor as an individual after running in the, in the team's division for a little bit now? Uh, I mean, it was definitely a lot different. Um, getting to go my pace at a lot of things, getting to make my own mistakes at everything instead of having to kind of do what everyone tells me to do. Mm -hmm. Um, The amount of volume and work that you have to do is just so much more. And yeah, maybe not a ton more, but I don't know. Maybe it was just the fourth day of competition, but I don't know. It felt like 
a lot more. It was a little, definitely a lot harder. I, I've walked away from plenty of team competitions and been fine. I heard from a bunch of the athletes that that very first workout was brutal on you guys. Was it Luch? Is that what it was called? Yeah, Luch. Luch. Yeah, I think it's Luch. Um, yeah, that was that was a hell of a way to start a competition for sure. You know, Three hundred squats in a vest. Like, why not? Yikes! Nice little warm up. Yeah, for sure. So you said that, you know, it was different because you get to go out at your own pace and make your own mistakes. And I feel like you're sort of famously made fun of sometimes for coming out real hot and dying off in the end there. Was that something that happened to you or did you have to sort of temper that while you were uh, an individual athlete? Um, actually, that was the plan most of the weekend. Oh, it, good. It, okay. it, it worked out well a few times and not as well some other times. Um, and loose, it worked out really well because then I just got to chill. Uh, the rest of the work. I mean, I think plan was do one round really fast and then like basically walk the runs the rest of the time. So, I mean, I mean, like it was pl- a planned, it's always a planned like explosion. Like we know where we're going to be at. We it's a planned going out hot. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, and then if people want to pass me at the end, that's up to them. If they want to hurt that bad, not mm-hmm. unfortunately in loose. And I think this had a lot to do with how bad I hurt during the weekend i got to the last set of 100 squats the same time as three other people Mm. and decided i was going to win that squat race so the legs were uh non-existent after that then there was a bike workout where i got to go fast and that worked out well Mm -hmm. second and then there was a row workout where we also got to start really fast that worked out really well The last workout, I, I did everything unbroken, and then I got to the box jumps and couldn't jump on the box, so that didn't work out as well. Um, <laughs> yes, one, that's one way to put it. <laughs> yeah. The pistol workout, the swim workout, I did the pistol deep ball really fast Yeah, and just got in the water. It, it, it didn't not work out. I'll say that, but it wasn't. Also, I don't know if it worked or didn't work, if it would have been any different the other way, so. I'm not, I guess I just I like your overall attitude when you're when you're looking back on these events because nothing is ever like man that was a bomb I failed that like shouldn't have done it you're like oh I mean it kind of worked out real well or it didn't work out as well yeah. but oh here like it feels like a a sort of lackadaisical kind of a way to look at it where you're never too stressed about the events is that right yeah so so the way I like to look at it is like okay what was my strategy going into that. Did I execute that strategy as well as I could have? Check mark. Usually I check that box. So if that was a plan and we stuck to it and we had success, great. If we didn't have success, well, maybe we should use a different strategy, but there isn't really anything you can do about it. So as long as I executed it as well as I could have done it, then I'm happy. You can just take the learning with you into the future. Absolutely. Just don't do that again. (laughs) Just don't mess (laughs) it up again. (laughs) Maybe don't go as hard as long. Okay. So when you are sort of switching between training with your team or training with others, at least, because I know your teammates aren't, aren't around you all the time, and these events come up where you have a chance to attack them as an individual, do you have to change your preparation? Does your schedule of training change to accommodate the next upcoming event? No, not really. So, I mean, like, we get together as a team maybe once every month or two Okay. Uh, with this group. Uh, luckily, I think, like, the girls and I have had experience where we've trained on teams for, like, a year at a time. So, I mean, we already kind of have a ton of experience with all of that stuff. Um, mostly, I just train as an individual, and I think they do as well. And we're just trying to get as 
fit individually as we can and then use our team experience to kind of get us through a lot of the team stuff. Mm-hmm. The, fitter, the fitter we are as a whole, like the better we're going to end up doing. So that's kind of the game plan there. I don't change much here and there, like training cycles and such. It's hard when you're doing a competition almost every month. You just want to be as generally fit as possible every time you hit the floor. And so, is that how it's how it's been and how it's going to continue to go, like ish once a month with all these sanctionals and all these possible events? I I think so. Um, I mean, like for us, we want to show up and try and win as much money as possible, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, so yes, for the most part, we're going to be as generally fit as we can year round, but there will definitely be some downtime, uh, most likely after the games and through the open Okay. for me. Um, after West Coast Classic next month, I'll probably have like two pretty easy weeks and then kind of get back after it to get ready for Madrid in May. If two, I, two weeks yeah. does not seem like that long of a rest period. <laughs> I'm like, your quotes, rest period. For, for most, um, I'd say like super high level crossfitters, that's going to be an eternity. Like really? my girl, well, the girls on my team can't take more than a day off. Like they're, wow. they're, they're nuts. And I used to not do that until I learned that I could take two weeks off and then just start training again three weeks later, be right back where I was. Mm-hmm. So, but, but I mean, two weeks seems like not a ton of time off, but I mean, it makes you feel really, really good. What does you get back? What is a light two weeks for you, Travis? Like, cause every time I, one of your games athletes tells me, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm taking a light day. And then you're doing snatches at three fifteen and some shit. Like what's a light week for you? For me. Okay. I might do class two or three times. Um, go to rush cycle with some friends. Cause that's really fun. Actually. I don't know if you that's guys awesome. have ever done that, but it's yeah, fucking yeah. awesome. Um, there's a lot of hot girls that go there too. Um, anyways, <laughs> Entirely um, accurate. <laughs> uh yeah i mean like my my light days are really not a lot and if i go to class i'm not trying very hard either i'm just kind of trying to get through the workout show up to the partner days um pick somebody that's like trying really hard to get in shape um and make them do half of the work you know uh-huh. that kind of thing so well, that's so cool, Travis. I, I feel like that's a that's a part of your training cycle that we're un, unfamiliar with. Like, how ingrained are you in the the local CrossFit community around you? Oh, I I try and hang out with. Uh, I I do my four thirty class probably three or four times a week. Wow! Like it's even even when I'm training hard. Like I enjoy hanging out with everybody. Um, I don't have any like super high level training partners around me right now, so I like having friends. And working out with people makes me, I hate working out by myself at the gym. I don't know how people do it. I love that. They're absolutely nuts if they can just be in the gym and get anything out of going really hard themselves. I agree. Yeah. People, people work out alone are psychopaths. I'm convinced. <laughs> yep. Absolutely yep. convinced. Every totally. time I see it happen, I'll walk into the gym some days. Like we, we have our classes start at three 30 and occasionally I'll get there for the early class. And one of the twins will be working out by themselves. And I'm like, how are you like no music? Just like mm-hmm. dead silent. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? Like, this is insane. No way. Yeah. I can hear myself breathing. It's too quiet. Yeah. Yep. It's gross. Yep. It's absolutely. I mean, gross. like, I'm not saying I don't go in and work out myself because I have to You do what you got to do. Unfortunately. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, 
I'm trying to, I'm even if I just have to go there and work out my, do my own thing when people are there, that's what I try and totally. So I think that we forget a lot of times that we look at you CrossFit games, athletes, you elite level athletes. We forget sometimes that it's not like a full eight hours of training. Like you just walk in and do your thing and your tunnel vision and you leave. Like, you know, we forget that you, you have a gym you go to every day. You have friends at the gym, you do partner wads with people. And I think it's really cool whenever I'm reminded that you're just as integral in your local affiliate as I am at the gym that I coach at, as John is at the gym that he works out at with his daughter. Like it's all such a family, even for, for you elite level athletes. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay. So, Oh, go ahead, John. Well, no, I was just going to say, it's just the whole, the whole conversation of, of hearing you working out in a class is interesting to me because you have a little bit of reputation of being a savage. Like we were talking to, um, (laughs) to, to Chandler a few weeks ago and, and he mentioned like whenever he, if he, if he's on a team, he wants you on it because you're a wild man. You know, and mm-hmm. so you, you have, almost have this reputation of just like you just go balls to the wall and kill it. And so I've just got this mental image now of you like hanging out in the 430 class with the mommies and the old farts like me, you know, just uh, I, I just love it. I just love the idea of it. Yeah. So there's a there's a guy in my 430 class. He's from Louisiana. Got about as thick of an accent as you can get. <laughs> and uh, every day or every time I do class, we uh, draw a line on uh, over under on what time is possible for me to get. And we usually donate $10 back and forth to each other on if I can get that time or not. So it's really, it's a lot of fun. We're making bets every day. Nobody's making bets on my times. I can promise you that. Me either. (laughs) (laughs) Not, not at all. You'd You'd be surprised if you draw your own line. And there's $10 on the line, how hard you can push to figure out how to get under that line. I've done a lot of crazy shit for $10, so I may have to, I may, I may have to try that. I'm going to bow going? out of this yeah. conversation gracefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so question then, Travis, you've been in, in the CrossFit game and in the elite level division for so long. You've seen a, just a ton of evolution in the sport looking at the entire season, the way that it is now with sanctionals. And and I think like, even though it's a second year of sanctionals, I really feel like we're finally starting to hit our stride now and people are really settling into the rhythm and you know, all the opportunity out there with traveling all over the world. Just given the transition in, in the way that prepping for and qualifying for the games has gone, how has it affected you in terms of how you train, how you peak your overall thoughts on CrossFit? Um, well, I love how it is because I like the team format a lot better. Mm-hmm. I, I like, I like the team aspect of the sport a lot better. And now that I don't have to live with them and be around them all the time. <laughs> so, um, okay. I, I mean, it's definitely, and I like also competing at these random competitions a lot more than I do. Like regionals was cool, but it's stressful. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, whatever it's, it's like you train all year for this one weekend of the year and it's like do or die. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, the sanctionals is, is just a lot of fun. There's a lot more opportunities for money, whether you're an individual or, uh, we're on a team, like you just gotta kind of do what you can do to make the best of that situation. Um, and I, I don't know, it's just a whole lot more opportunities throughout the year to do things. Yeah. I also feel like you're one of the athletes that has a really good balance in your life of 
CrossFit and that is your world and that is your, your passion and also like just enjoying yourself and how are you enjoying like traveling the world and having a chance to experience that as well oh. as compete? It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, I think I get to go to Spain here in a couple months and I think I'm taking a week after the competition to explore Europe. Mm-hmm. So, like, so cool. Yeah, and just things like that, like would never have gotten to do that if I was stuck in Texas yeah. competing at like regionals or whatever. So yeah, that's pretty intense. Well, it was fun, you know, along those same lines, Nikki, when we were walking around Wadapalooza, Travis just walking through the crowds, wearing his big purple, crazy shorts, yeah. high, <laughs> high-fiving people. You know, it was so funny. He walked past the F5. I'm like, Hey, how you feeling? He's like, this sucks. And just kept walking. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that. Like, I love the fact that you're like out there with the fans and just like walking through the crowds, not giving a shit, you know, and just having fun with it. And I think the people enjoyed it, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I do this. I I have to have fun with this. If I'm not having fun with this, I don't want, I don't do it at all. Like this isn't a job. This is just awesome. Yeah, you know, are, uh, is your is your mom still finding you at a competition? I was just gonna ask if you've ever told Travis about the time you met his mom. Oh, oh yeah, he, he knows I met her. She didn't go to Waterpalooza. She's gonna go to the games. Um, she likes to she likes to go to competitions when people go with her. She doesn't want to go like hang out by herself. So because she wants to go like party and drink with people. So. Yeah, she could have hung out with me. Would yeah, great. I'll have to let her know. Yeah, yeah, I'll let her know you're going. We one hundred percent are going to have a Travis's mom drinking, drinking, taking shots, and being on our podcast oh, with us at games this year. Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, Nikki. I'm, I'm. It was at the Mac. I'm at the bar. Mama Williams comes walking up. She's like, "I'll have a Jack and Coke." I'm like, "I love this woman. This, this is, is my favorite. This is this is my favorite woman ever." <laughs> yep. Yes, it's the best. It was like so unassuming. I mean. I, I'll have to show you a picture of my mom sometime, Travis, because they look like they look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just That's that awesome. su- got that Southern bell, got that s- exact same accent. My mom doesn't drink. That's what makes it really funny to me. So as soon, oh, as, she, okay. as, soon as the words left her mouth, I'm like, this is what my mom would be like if she were really cool. This is awesome. <laughs> That's so funny. I'd well, like my mom to, could drink all of y'all under the table. Well, see, I need to say out loud in case my mom listens to this. I love my mom dearly, but she doesn't drink, so she's not that cool. Uh, <laughs> but, but mama williams was very cool and uh it was funny and and during that same conversation nikki it was a i if i'm remembering right I, I don't remember what happened during the competition but there was some weird judging going on you guys hit that worm and they were uh i'm trying to remember it's like there's something weird with the deadlifts like they kept no record yeah couldn't it touch was, your feet yeah couldn't touch was, your feet a oh, worm deadlift couldn't touch your feet think yeah, about like, that well, and so Travis got pissed. And so I said something to his mom about it. I'm like, Travis looked really mad today. She's like, yeah, he's got a temper. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's but awesome. It, it was justified, though. To be fair, it was a justified temper that day because it, it was a bad call. And they were calling on everybody. They were just breaking people's backs. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. Everybody yeah. was dying. Yeah, it wasn't really fun to like pull max effort deadlift and then get no rep for it a whole bunch of times so yeah well, you tell Whatever. you tell mama williams <laughs> that the jack and coke saw me at the games we'll absolutely drink together she's gonna take you up on that be careful 100 hey, <laughs> well you know tell, it's, it's gonna actually it'll be me her and Paige the men's mom because oh yeah she'll get after it too yeah oh she will absolutely get after it and i i haven't heard your mom curse but Paige's mom curses like a sailor Oh, like yeah, a funny. sailor. She's the Stand by for our newest podcast, John and the Moms. Oh my God. 
I, dude, I would, I will run that episode tomorrow. I'm telling That's you, Semenza's awesome. Semenza, mom is hysterically funny and loves to drink, loves to cuss. Like every time I see her, she's got a new story. Like she's the best. She's absolutely the best. I would That's like to awesome. meet her and look directly into my future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was, well, I'll introduce you at the games because she's, uh, she's Perfect. an amazing woman to say the least. Really so funny. has your um has your mom always like followed you and and watched all of your sporting events? Has she always been supportive of CrossFit? For yeah, for the most part, she goes to like the the really really big ones usually. Mm-hmm. She hasn't like followed me around to some of them. I mean, if they're close, she'll she'll show up for the day if yeah if she's got nothing to do. But uh yeah, for the most like for baseball and stuff, mom and dad always came to everything they could come to. I want to talk a little bit about your backstory and how you got into CrossFit mm-hmm. and how it changed your life from the very beginning. And I know that you've told it a few times, but for the people that maybe are just starting to follow you recently, can you tell us a little bit about the impact that it made on your life and how you've changed? So, yeah, I mean, my backstory starts, I was in 2011, I was uh, 268 pounds and uh, my sister talked me into going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, what's this CrossFit thing? This is stupid. I've never, like, I don't know. I walked into the gym and there was nothing there but a rig and, like, barbells. And like, this what is in this a place? gym. Yeah. yeah. What's going on? And then they killed me with uh, d- jump ropes and dumbbell snatches. Mm-hmm. That was my workout of the day. Like, three rounds of 90 jump ropes and 15 dumbbell snatches on each arm. And uh, I might have done, like, seven or eight per arm each round. There might have been a round where I did, like, three. And then right. the jump ropes didn't get through all of them, whatever. But I was like, okay, I'm really tired. I'm moving to the next. I think it took me 20 minutes to do this workout. Wow. Like, it, was, it was really bad. Um, but anyways, I was dead. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. I haven't felt like this in years. Like, I'm going to keep doing this and see what happens. And so slowly just like every month, or every month I was down 10 pounds for about six to eight months. I was 19 years old. Like that kind of had a lot to do with while well, I was dropping weight so fast, but mm-hmm. yeah. And then finally got introduced to competition. Uh, and I thought it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. So I just kept after it. Did you ever envision when you were, when you were younger, when you were heavier, when you were just out of shape, did you ever envision that you would be where you are now in the spot that you are now? Oh, absolutely not. Like maybe like, so maybe when I started CrossFit and I saw what the CrossFit games was, I was like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. And but just like everybody, right? Um, and then, but like, did I actually think I would get this far or do it for this long? Not really. I said I could do that, but maybe I got to put in the effort or whatever. So I don't think that's what everybody says when they first see the CrossFit game. I know, right? <laughs> like, I never looked at all those chicks. I never looked at Andy Thor's and I was like, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> Ever. I, I watch the Masters athletes and don't think I could do that. Yeah, like, I watch the teens now and know I can never do that. I know, right? But, but the thing is, like, you could. If you had the time and you put in the effort, you literally could. I don't you, know. I you've never seen me move, Travis. You've never seen me move. <laughs> I mean, you never seen I mean, John's like, mobility. If, yeah. if you don't go past here, you might have a problem. But, right. Right. Like, you kind of need that. I don't know, bit. Travis. I think it takes a special. Especially I mean, thought process, you know, like a, in a, I don't know if it's an inspirational kind of a nature or something inside of you is definitely like a, a unique driving force in getting you from where you were to where you are. I mean, you remember your first workout, 
you just told us about the very first time you entered a CrossFit gym. That is so <laughs> special. It's cool that you still hang on to that. That you do you use that sometimes as as fuel for the fire? No, okay. not really. I just you know. Just kidding. I, I, I tried to make you into yeah, a sorry, much more emotional like, being no, than you are. I'm I'm not <laughs> at all. I don't know why. It's really funny though that you say that. Like, um, so I got my mom and my sister coming to the gym lately, and uh, so like. It's it's really funny because I watch them and I'll tell them to do something, and they'll they won't even think they'll just attempt it, like whatever it is. So like when most people that I coach would be like, "Whoa, buddy, what are you what are you thinking? Why would you even tell me to do that?" Yeah. And my mom's sixty four. Yeah, she's sixty four, and I'll tell her to put weight on the She's like, "Okay," or she'll just like the workout I think the other day had overhead lunge or something. And she, we, we thought we had told her to do just weighted lunge. No, mm-hmm. she got a, she picked up her plate and put it overhead and was about to start doing it. Had front up to her and be like, whoa, 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 whoa hold on. <laughs> no overhead. But like, yeah, I don't know. And my sister's the same way. So like you just tell her to do something. She'll at least start trying to do it without thinking twice about it for. So I don't know. That might be something in my DNA. I don't and, know. And that but. might also be, I think that might also be something about working out with an elite level athlete. Like I spent about a year, year and a half um, at a gym working out alongside some games athletes and, and team athletes. And I don't necessarily think that I like PR'd that year because I got way, way stronger because I changed my, I mean, I've been crossfitting for almost a decade. Like I'm pretty much where I'm at, where I'm at. But I think that working out alongside people like you or at least having a lot of inspiration or a lot of, you know, things to watch, things to see, things to hear. Like it just makes you less afraid more than anything yeah. else. It makes you less like, no, I could never, you know, I don't, there's no part of me that thinks I'm going to like PR my deadlift by 500 pounds tomorrow because I watched someone else do it. It's not like that. It's more just like the things that you guys do that are no big deal. Make me be like, yeah, I'll try that. Sure, why not? Yeah. Be like, why would I be like, why would I approach a weight or a movement or something that I don't think I can do and be like, ugh, no, definitely not, not me. Why wouldn't I be like, well, yeah, give it a shot. If I can't do it, I'll that's, just do it. That's kind of super funny. Um, I can tell you for a fact every single day I'm in the class and I tell people to do something like, oh, coming from the CrossFit Games athlete, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll just do that right now. <laughs> Come on, guys. Like, And then the but the best part is, is I'll tell them, hey, you guys are gonna be done with these ten burpees in thirty-seven seconds, whatever. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, you're funny. And then at thirty-seven seconds, I'll be like, look, you guys got ten burpees in, like, and they kind of like roll their eyes and they're like, oh, oh, got it's it. like you've done this like, before, mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> once or twice. Well, there, yep. there is something about the confidence of a games athlete that will make you do things that you wouldn't yeah. normally try. Like I, we had a wad yesterday, and I, I don't RX a lot of wads. Like I try to scale to what I think is appropriate for my age and my skill level. And so I turned to Spencer and I'm like, yeah, the women's RX. That's where I, that's, that's my world. That's where I live. And, um, so I turned to Spencer and I'm like, Hey, how much weight should I do here? And he just looked at me like I was an idiot. And he's like, (laughs) he's like, you're going to RX it. I'm like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yes, you are. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And he's like, yes, you are. And this goes on for about five minutes. And he's, and then he finally just looks at me. He's like, John, this is a fine weight for you. You can do this. Just load the bar. Okay. And he was so confident. I'm like, okay. And he was right. He was absolutely right. Yeah. You know, and, and there's, that. 
Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not like I look at something that I that I am worried about or that I'm unsure of and say like, yeah, pff, no problem. I got it. Travis Williams can do this. I can do this. Like, it's not right. like that. It's more just yeah, yeah. like, yeah, it's a it's a different mentality of like, okay, I'm going to give it a shot. And if I can't do it, I'll just do something else. Like, not a big deal. <laughs> like, I don't need to approach it and be like, no way, not me. Never. Uh-uh. I could <laughs> never. Like, fucking try it. Fucking try it. It's funny that people give you shit though when you do that. And as a coach, I get that all the time too. Like I'm pushing people constantly past the point that they think that they are capable. But like, do those people not know your backstory? Because like you also probably walked into the gym at one point and was like, no, not me. Uh-uh. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, they I mean, everyone at my gym knows the backstory for sure. But um, they're always I don't I, I think a lot of them don't exactly have the same goals and they just most of them just want to be there and move. Yeah. Like they don't want to get a whole, whole lot better. Maybe they want to lose five pounds, but yeah, for the most part. Different goals, different training yep. mentalities. And, but I mean, like the level of participation, the level of trust in the coach is the same. So yep, when, did the, when did that change for you, Travis? Like I, 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 I see a lot of people when they come in and start and they're wanting to lose that five pounds or 10 pounds or 20 pounds. And so clearly like you, at some point you've, you know, you were, you were mentioning you were shedding that weight, right? When did it switch from, all right, this is a weight loss plan and a, I'm going to get in pretty good shape to, all right, I'm about to become a much fitter person. Mm. Like when did that shift for you? Man. Um, well, I mean, like I, I figured out that I was becoming a really fit person really quickly. Like, I mean, like it took two or three months cause I was down like 20 or 30 pounds really, really quick. Damn um, guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah men are the worst it would take me like six months to lose five pounds um i mean i don't know if the how correct the doctor scale was because i went in, i went into the doctor's office and weighed in at 268 that morning so that's the heaviest i've ever recorded Damn. um and then like a week later after like five days of crossfit i was at 256 so yeah. i wish you could everyone could see my face right now yeah, like, yeah. so um i'm gonna vomit like even today i'll go up and down between 203 and 210 like within a couple days um but yeah um so when did it change for me i probably so i started crossfit in september 2011 and in january 2012 there was like a little local church throwdown that i showed up to and i actually like did okay like kept up mm. with some guys i could do double unders and thrusters and box jumps like it's like 10th place out of like 70 people so that was really cool and i was at that point i was still like 230 240 pounds wow so i was like well shit if i'm like this doing this well against these other guys what happens if i'm like 205 210 so we just kind of kept rolling with it see what happens and then I think in 2000, the end, towards the end of 2012, there was another competition that I got to sign up for that there had been a bunch of guys that had competed regionals and stuff. And I think through three events, I was in third place overall against like guys that had gone to the games and stuff. Wow. And, uh, well, maybe not the game, but like top regional guys. Sure. Um, And they had a rib out. So I oh. couldn't like move or breathe. Uh, and I went through the last like workout, which was like a three scored thing and ended up dropping to like 10th place overall. Mm-hmm. So kind of, but like the fact that I was like able to hang with all of those guys. And at that point I was like two ten, 
I was like, okay, maybe I got a little bit of business trying to do this. So mm -hmm. I just kind of rolled with it and tried to get as good as I could possibly get at that point. Damn. You're like naturally made for this, basically. Yeah. I, I mean, luckily, genetically, I'm five foot nine, 205 pounds. So yeah, you won the genetic um, jackpot am, for CrossFit. Yeah, for, for CrossFit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Before and, John and, even needs to make fun of you. Yeah. You better yourself. Well, he's still I, he's still three inches taller than uh you know than the champion so you know, <laughs> that's true he the the champ is like probably genetically better than and everyone you can't be shorter than everyone and stronger than everyone that's just not fair I, and it, wider. It, it, it is an it is an interesting sport that way like you know how height does play us and can can play a significant advantage in in some areas and not others but yeah i don't know champ's pretty damn strong Regardless, yeah, seriously. Yep. Regardless, are we, are we referring to Matt Fraser as a champ? He's the only champ I know of. Okay, me too. Yeah. I just want to make sure. <laughs> like, I'm like looking around, like, oh my god, are we talking about someone else? <laughs> no, a lot of people just say Rich Froning's a champ. So I don't know. Matt Fraser's yeah. the fucking champ. I, I still say that some. I mean, to be fair, okay. I, you know, I still yeah. refer to Froning as the goat, and not, and it's nothing against Matt. It's just like I, that was. That's when I started, so that's kind of my era. Was it those first, you know, four years that Froning was yeah. dominating? I yeah. feel like this entire conversation could have referred to either one of them. Yeah, I don't totally. Yeah. I don't <laughs> well, well, Rich is five nine, so yeah, Rich is a little taller. So, yeah. Rich is a little taller. Yeah, yes, yeah. I have photo. I have photographic proof. I have photos with me with both of them. Nice. I know. Yeah, you basically just have to be my size and a dude. And then really good at CrossFit. There you go. Yep. <laughs> um, I want to talk about the, probably my, my favorite part of keeping up with you on the social media, especially around uh, open season, which is all the trash talk. That oh you yeah. And your, <laughs> and your besties do. Um, I don't know. I mean, just like, how did you, how'd you guys come up with that? And was it happening in real life? Like, but um, you were like, fuck it, we'll just put it online. <laughs> Brent Fikowski and Joe Scally and Mitch Bernard for sure we're the founders of it. I don't know which one of those three did it. it My probably Brent. Uh, it was definitely a uh, social media scheme to help everybody out to get better at social media. Nice. Um, and in 2016, Wadapalooza, Brent competed on a team. Um, and I was competing on a team, I think, with uh, Cody Mooney, another guy named Joe Carney. And there was a whole bunch of shit talking going on <laughs> that year during that team thing. And uh, I got acquainted with Brent and then that year he asked me to join the, uh, the open humiliation group with, cause I think Joe and Mitch were not able to participate in the open that year. So he asked me to do it cause I was talking shit. And then we got a few other guys to do it uh, and just kind of rolled with it from there every year. And it's been a lot, a lot of fun. It's so much fun to keep up so. with. Well, this year was particularly special. You guys did some nasty stuff this year. It was like oh, some sort of sandwich. This year's man, I had to walk around the mall and hand out pictures of myself. Like, do you know how embarrassing that was? <laughs> like, I had to have like four shots to even just like get up and go there. Like, it was brutal. Damn. And I was still embarrassed. And I was drunk. Like, I can still remember this. <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> The sandwich was, that was interesting. I think somebody wanted gummy worms on it, and I think that saved it. That, so, like, actually made it all right? Yeah, refresh. Like, what, I, what was on the sandwich? I'm trying to, I remember the gummy worms. So, this sandwich rest? had gummy worms, like, like Lindor 
cheese, uh, sauerkraut, and uh, anchovies. Oh my god! Or sardines, some some sort of fish. Yeah, and like so, I think everything else went down okay, and then the gummy worm hung around. So like it didn't make them suffer like the horrible, horrible aftertaste of what it could have been. So the gummy worms definitely saved it. So I probably should have started this by saying that these guys have the competition where whoever loses in the open wad has to do basically what the other one tells them to do. Um, we've seen all sorts of things, eating shit. Someone got tarred and feathered, right? And jumped off a pier. <laughs> that was a thing, wasn't it? Yeah, that guy was an idiot. I don't know why. He no, yeah, that. who the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> was that you? Did, did someone, someone else got like stuff? thrown on so, a, uh, a fan this year i got i lost three i'd walk around the mall <laughs> hand out pictures i got tarred and feathered and i had to jump off a pier um jason carroll uh we made him uh recite a poem but it wasn't as good as lucas eschlinger's oh that was a good one that was he dressed good. up yeah lucas's poem was pretty incredible um who else lost one did brent lose one i honestly I don't, don't remember. remember yeah i don't remember <laughs> i think maybe more. Yeah, maybe. I highly encourage this behavior for every open moving forward. Seriously, Absolutely. and I think I think you should I think you should loop John into it for oh, sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. We 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 will see what we can do with that. That would be great. Oh, I hey, just I'm, volunteered you for Trash Talk I'm, Thursday. Is that okay? I'm, I'm game. I'm always down for <laughs> Trash Talk. Put you in the scale division and yeah. give you a you got to get in a certain percentage of what we get. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Dude, I I finished sixth yep. in the scale division. I was second in the scale division this year worldwide. So I'm All game. Right. Let's go. Let's do yeah, it. I'm in. And uh, the other thing I think we want to do is something where we're able to get together and do a live open announcement with all four or five of us. Oh, so Which would fun. be really intense. And then have someone have to immediately do the punishment as soon as the workout's over. And I mean, like, is while they're still dying. Do it in oh the States God. and I will fly right. wherever you guys are to watch yep. that live. Hold on. I have it. I have the idea. So we'll just do it ourselves and stream it live on like Instagram live, right? Like I'll host Perfect. it. I'll do it on my IG live. We'll just get all, all of you guys in one gym together. doesn't even Perfect. matter where. Nope. So do it. We could totally do that. I'm ready. Gotta see, we got to get Pat and Brent. They're the ones you got to talk to. Though. Man, everyone's but so far they away. They know they want to do that. Yeah. I mean, they'll fly anywhere. And ideally, <laughs> ideally, the week number five would be the best week to do it. That way, we can just finish the open. Don't have to worry about the following week, too. So Perfect. What if we all, we're all came to Ohio? We'll all do it at your gym. You're kind of central for us, John. Yeah, let's do it. I, the twins would be in. They got no, they had no problem with us using Cliffside. I'm going to plan no. this. Not at all. Heck yeah, plan it. Let's do it's it. It's going to happen. Let's just do it. All right. So I, I think one, one of these events has to do it. And, like and they'd sponsor it too. So, but guys, we have I feel we like have somebody would want plans happening here. Absolutely, fantastic. All right. all right, we'll take this offline. We'll do this. Though. Okay, this good call. Good call. <laughs> Cut all of this out from the podcast. <laughs> Trademark instantly. Nobody needs this idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Totally. Yeah, I can't wait. So Nikki, what do we have? Uh, what do we have coming up next? Okay, well, we had talked a little bit about Australia and Brazil happening at the same time. Uh, Australia has already kicked off, so and I'm not exactly sure when this is going to be posted, but Australia started first. Um, so Brazil is still coming up. The really cool thing about the Brazil CrossFit Championship this year is that of the entire games field, only two women have already qualified 
for games and only one guy. So it's just kind of interesting. A lot of times I feel like we're talking about like who's going to win versus who's going to punch their ticket to games. And uh, at this competition, it's very real possibility that the people standing on top of the podium are in fact the ones who will be going to games, which kind of makes it exciting. Um, on the ladies side, uh, Anita Pravati is uh, one of the like local favorites who, who is sort of like loved and favorited and maybe will win in a, a, a series of other women whose names I can't pronounce. And I'm not even going to try to butcher them, but there are a lot of local women to the area who have a really good shot of sitting atop the podium. Um, three Americans who have a really good chance and shout out to Mia Edgar, who I used to work out with because I think that she has a really good shot and um, good for her for representing us here in the U S on the guy's side, way more stacked with names that you've probably heard of. Paul Castile is looking for another shot to the games. Mark Von Jones, Josh, Miller, um, Josh Woodhall, after coming in second in Norway, has a really good chance. And your boy, Spencer's going to be there. Yes, ready to punch his ticket, so he says. That's right. So a lot of familiar names on the guy's side, but I'm excited to watch it. It should be really cool. Yeah, it's great stuff. And then on our podcast, uh, after this, next one up is Arm & Hammer. Not the baking soda, but the uh, social media guy. (laughs) I'm really glad that you made that distinction. Yes, I want to make sure everybody knows it's not the baking soda. And uh, I I told my daughter Arm & Hammer was going to be on. She goes, the baking soda? I'm like, yes, the baking soda is going to be on the podcast. And uh, Allison Scuds is going to be on after that. So we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. So uh, we appreciate everyone being on tonight. Again, thanks to Travis Williams. And have a good evening.